The podcast is back. The podcast is back. The podcast is back. Happy Tuesday, joggers. It's just another Why Guys podcast. I'm Dustin Jones. Happy to have you along for the ride. Oh, one more time. So, <laughs> I I purposely did that because you're sitting here and just for the reaction. That was that was a lot to watch. I have to say. <laughs> I don't. I, I I do kind of wish I knew what my face looked like when I did it. It was probably very weird. It's a it's a little bit uh, extra. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you as soon as you actually talk like you normally talk, you peek this thing out. Oh, sorry. You son of a biscuit. Sorry. Hey, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but Nikki's here at the top of the show. Hi. She is. Uh, I got. Uh, not a surprising number because I wasn't surprised that people liked it, but a, a fairly high positive like, hey, we liked it when you had Nikki at the top of the show and you guys bantered a little bit and then went into the show and someone else was there for the rest of the time. So, <laughs> just not, want me in small <laughs> doses. You don't want right. me for the whole show. It's a lot <laughs> if I'm there for the whole thing. No, I think it was more that, boy, <laughs> we really don't need Dustin by himself at the beginning. <laughs> just if, if Nikki's with him, it's way better. And then he goes into the show and has his guest. <laughs> so a few people have gotten... A, this isn't what we were going to talk about initially, but... So a few people, including yourself, have uh, gotten the preview of uh, the new ending uh, for the podcast, ah. which I've remixed a little bit and added a little something to. So you'll definitely want to stick through all the way to the end of the podcast to hear the end and see how the podcast ends now. And it's... Uh, I think it's pretty fun. I like it. It's good. It's all happened by happenstance. It all happened because I am a fucking degenerate. <laughs> so, as most next things. thing, next time you uh, wonder whether or not uh, going to strip clubs pays off, the answer is yes. Sometimes it does. It was all worth it. <laughs> so, uh, it's been a bit of a week. Yes. We've uh, had some interesting stuff happen. Let's get right to the most important part Boston Red Sox World Series champions. I'm happy for them. That's great. It's um, a fun series to watch. Uh, you. Actually stayed up and watched the whole eighteen inning game, right? I did. It was you a long out ass of your game. Effing mind. I was I was in it at that point. Like, like I can't. I've I've come this far. Like I have to see it through to the end. Can you Can you imagine had I committed and stayed oh. up for that whole thing? I would have gotten like an hour and a half of sleep. Yeah, that would have been bad news. I ba- it was bad enough. I didn't go to bed till like midnight. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was a long, long game. So. And the Dodgers, that was the only game I watched that the uh, the Red Sox didn't win. Right. It's my fault they didn't sweep. I just now thought of that. You should have stayed awake. It's I'm sorry, fault. Red Sox fans. I didn't realize how important I was. I'm important to Red Sox. <laughs> I'm important to Dana's Chelsea team. Every time I check on Chelsea, they win. So, oh. you know. Nice. I feel like they should be. It's your thing. They should be sending me some of those some of those monies. <laughs> Send me some of that sweet soccer money. The, the, foot, the football money. Indeed. I need me some footy money. <laughs> so, uh, it's, so it's crazy. Like your love of, I, would, I shouldn't say, you kind of discovered a, a new love for baseball uh, the season the Red Sox broke the curse. Correct. And uh, you kind of got on the baseball bandwagon again. You're kind of off the sports bandwagon, kind of just generally for the most part. Yes. I think if you were not with me, and I didn't watch sports twenty four seven. 
you probably wouldn't really watch any sports at all. Probably not much. Um, like you'd probably click on a Vikings game here and there. Yeah, and I really like Sunday afternoon, like Sunday afternoon football. That just feels really good. Do you really like it, or is it just an excuse to be lazy? I mean, it's great reason to lay on the couch and take a nap and fall asleep to <laughs> and wake up hopefully in time to see how the game ended up. It's perfect. Yeah, you, we really got to set and we have to. You have to be awake at three fifteen Central Time for those uh, fourth quarter finishes of those early games because right. that's really like we, we watch football in the red zone and it's it's weird now to even like try to watch one single game by itself yeah it feels weird last year it seemed weird every time now it kind of it seems like i'm used to it again but yeah we uh we're we're firm believers in uh, the power of the red zone i love red zone yeah like i mean i would when we get into playoffs, I would probably like at least pay attention to what's going on with the right. baseball playoffs and like check in on it and see if it was a good game. Then I'd watch it. Um, but like, I think like ho- I love hockey, and like if if I don't have anything else going on, I'll watch it. But I wouldn't ever skip anything for a hockey game, at least not this early in the season. Like right. really until it starts. Like to you're matter. not gonna watch. Like if I wasn't around, you weren't staying up till nine o'clock tonight for a puck drop against Vancouver. Hell no. And the thing is, like, I just don't like. There's too many games, and that's that's how I feel about baseball as well. Is there's too many games for me to care about it all the way through the season. Like I want to vaguely know how it's going. I want to know, you know, like if they're winning or losing or whatever. And right. like if if there's a some standout players or whatever. Like I kind of want to. I want like the synopsis of synopsises. Synopses. Synopsies. Synop. Synopsies. Synopsies. Jesus. <laughs> synopses well this is the best cold open of the show so far like i want to know the general gist of what's going on but i just i don't have that kind of patience in the je ne sais quoi of what's happening through the season (laughs) exactly a little sousson (laughs) a little uh what's the uh when you go to a restaurant a little amuse-bouche a little amuse-bouche that's correct of hockey (laughs) i want my (laughs) bouche to be amused (laughs) just want a spoon just want a spoonful of bruce boudreaux in your life (laughs) Exactly. It's a little weird. That's <laughs> a little weird. I always take it one step too it's far. Always, you always I'm like John. It... I'm like on John Ralphio on uh, the on uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. I don't. I can never end on the rhyme. Right. I say you one always got to go. The, yeah. You always got to put the next word on there and Ruin screw it. it up. God damn it! I suck at this. <laughs> <laughs> you would think episode fifty-one plus uh, cocktail hours, I'd get better. At I mean, this you job, think but... you'd be figuring this out by now? You nope. think you would at least know how to work your, your freaking board? Eat at some a bag point. of dicks, Jones. <laughs> Kayfabe, motherfucker. No one knew that. <laughs> they do now. <laughs> it's not fair because when the when the guest changes from being in studio to on the phone, I got to switch the thingamajiggers. Oh. And also when I watch Hulu and I watch 27 hours of ER in a row, I have to <laughs> toggle them back and forth, okay? Just leave me alone. It seems very challenging. It's I understand. I mean, now. I didn't why understand. Would I, why would I go watch Hulu on a 50 inch TV <laughs> when I could sit here and watch it on a 17 inch screen? I, I didn't understand the full complexity of what you were dealing with. I, I yeah, have a better appreciation right. now. Thank you. Show me some goddamn respect. <laughs> the man of this fucking house. Whoa, that was pretty aggressive. <laughs> I am the man, and I deserve some goddamn respect. I drive a Dodge Stratus. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Oh, I just snorted. Gross. Nice. Hey, look at that. Buster Buster Man's making an appearance. We we made too much noise. He got nervous. Buster makes an appearance every episode now. It's just the deal. Yeah. Well, we don't have any way to shut him out, so now he he just can be a part of it. That's fine. Everyone loves Buster. That's true. We have to burp. 
Do it. Yeah, I'm not turning uh, my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty weak, but... Oh, seriously, if you guys make it past this point of the show, I apologize. My, we're going to have uh, my sister Heather on the show here in just a little and while. And actually talk about real things. Yeah. And, so, sorry, I got loud. You are just killing me today. I'm sorry. I've got all these new cords and everything because you're breaking... <laughs> you broke the other ones. I get too excited and I talk loud. I'll calm down. We, uh, no, you won't. That's true. Um, what else were we going to talk about? Oh, we went to see Pat and Oswald, uh, last Saturday, he which awesome. we didn't, I don't think we talked about on the podcast. Uh-uh. We haven't done one together since then, have no. we? No, we went to see Pat, Pat and Oswald. Good, good times. Uh, saw my new best friend, Ken, <laughs> who I don't even know his last name. It's just Ken from the bar. I've been out with him a few times. We've been to the Colorado together. Don't oh. know his last name. That's just, funny that you don't know his last hey, name. Hey, Ken. What's up, my came. friend Ken? <laughs> we text pretty much every day. Hey, That's buddy. So funny. He texted me. He was in a kickball meeting today at oh. work. He seems like a guy who would play kickball. Yeah. Actually, I can see that. Yeah. Shout out to shout out to Ken. I know he listens to the podcast because I. He's the only reason this podcast is on Google Play now because he's <laughs> like, "Hey, man, uh, can you podcast me on Google Play?" I was like, "Let me see." <laughs> oh, hey, look! It it took like. Hey. 36 hours to make that happen. It could have been on there the whole time. <laughs> could have had a whole other audience. But I did it for you, Ken. That's right. It's all for Ken. It's all for Ken. It's all for Ken. Dun, 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 dun. Look at that. You're getting your own song, buddy. Uh, is, it's, what is that? That's a Janet Jackson song. Anyway. Oh, like it's, it's all, all for, for you. Yeah, yeah. That's not how it goes. I don't know. Yeah. That's as much of I... Yeah, you, can't, you have to stop because then I have to pay for rights. <laughs> You know, like I pay for the rights of using that Foo Fighters song at the end of the show and the Royal Blood song that I used 30 seconds of at the top. Of course I pay for those rights. Of course you do. I'm not making any money off this thing, so. You know. I don't think it matters. <sighs> well. I mean, we'll see when they sue us, I guess. Come but. at me, bro. <laughs> come at me. <laughs> <laughs> you two little UK fuckers. Your overdrive uh, amps and your drumsticks. <laughs> You're so aggressive. <laughs> See, this is the Again, problem. You make this it is, weird. This is, the problem. <laughs> this is the problem with drinking, taking a nap, eating dinner, and then getting up and doing the podcast. Full of fire. Get the fire in the belly. Well, to be perfectly honest, and I wasn't going to take it down this road, and I'm not going to. I'm really pissed off about some stuff that's happened in the country the last few yeah. days, and I'm really, really mad. And so, like, I'm just holding on, like, white knuckle in this thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel a promo coming on, and I'm trying to avoid it because no one really wants to hear it. But, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, back to Patton Oswalt. <laughs> uh, actually, I did talk about going to see Patton at, uh, on Dana's podcast. Yes, you did. So, we, did, we went to see that, and that was a good time. And then, uh, as we record this, uh, so this would have been Sunday, we decided that we were going to go do our civic duty as people that tell other people that they should be voting obviously we went to vote we went to early voting here in texas which is nice we, <laughs> i like that you turn your microphone off like my mic's not gonna pick that up well it didn't pick it up as full as mine would have if yeah. i now everyone still knows you burped again yeah alky i drank my seltzer too fast um so yeah we went to vote uh super quick process yeah um i think when we voted in the general election two years ago 
I think we waited like 45 minutes to vote. Yeah, it was the line was pretty long when we got into it. Yeah. So, yeah. So we got uh we were there right before it started and um it, the day didn't go as planned. We <laughs> uh so we pulled into the parking lot and we're sitting there listening to some tunes. We got there a little bit early so we went and had lunch and uh lunch went quicker than expected. And uh we're sitting in the parking lot and I was turning my car off and I saw like a weird symbol on on uh on my dashboard, but my car clicked off before I could fully recognize what it was. So I pushed the brake and hit the ignition switch and everything just went pop. It literally sounded like a fuse blew in my car. Yeah. And then nothing. And yeah, which is super fun because I have a 2014 Dodge charger and the great minds of Dodge (laughs) in their infinite fucking wisdom, decided that the battery for the car should go in the trunk. Now, you can jumpstart the car from the, uh, from the, the, the front end in the engine compartment. But uh, the way we were parked, couldn't get anyone in there to do that. Speaking of people that listen to the podcast, shout out to Marty, um, who came over, tried to help us, and then gave us a ride home. Which is even more important because uh, apparently the uh, tasty Mexican food that we had for lunch <laughs> ran through me like a fucking truck and I was trying not to shit my pants for the 20 <laughs> minutes that we were working on the car and then the 20 minutes to get home from where we were. And that was a bumpy ride on the way and home, I felt for you. Yeah. That was pretty brutal. Thankfully, I have the colon... Of a U.S. Olympian. You have a sphincter that won't quit. I have bowel control. <laughs> and I made it back to the house. Um, so we went and... Because uh, we hooked up jumper cables. We were getting some power. Like the lights and stuff came on. Which was great because we could lock the car. Um, problem was... The other smart thing that uh, the makers of Dodge do... Whoever does... I love my car. Um... But seriously, you can't open the trunk if the car is dead. The trunk, uh, the battery is in the trunk. The battery weighs like 500 fucking pounds. Well, it's a big piece of machinery, so you're going to have a heavy battery. So that just is what it It is. It is a heavy piece of machinery. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) It's a man's car. It's an old man's car. It it goes vroom, vroom, vroom. And hey, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? It just what means what it means. It's a full size old man car. That's I mean, not, it's a nice car. Dodge Charger's not an old man's car. Okay. <sighs> Why do you have to ruin everything? We're having such a nice time. I'm sorry. You just called my car an old man car. Well, you are an old what? man. <laughs> wow. Thanks. That's that's not going to get me to cut a promo or anything. I really appreciate that. I'm so glad that everyone suggested that Nikki should be on at the top of the show. <laughs> Just make me feel better about myself. I mean, you're not as old as me, but you're still old. See, I'm not even going to be rude and make a joke about how old you are. Perfect. Anyhow. So, we went and bought a new battery. And you would think think with the pain in the dick that they made it to put it in the trunk, that would be inconvenient enough. But no, it's also a pain in the ass to unhook the thing. It's strapped in with a strap. Like you can't just you don't just like unscrew a little thing and pull the thingamajigger off and it's unhooked. No, nope. you had to do like 
And, of course, I have no mechanical skills whatsoever. <laughs> so I'm relying on Nikki to do it. Thank God her dad taught her some stuff, and she's Iron Range strong, and, you know, she can <laughs> do some shit. Well, we didn't even mention, like, how we had to get the car open, the trunk open. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you have to get in. Thankfully, the key fob actually has an actual key that you can pull out of the key fob and unlock the car. So, Nikki, and if any of you, I, I can't imagine there's anyone that listens to the podcast that doesn't actually know who I am, like, physically. <laughs> so, just imagine me, if I was by myself, trying to pull down the back seat and crawl into the trunk. Enjoy that visual. And be like, um, be like Winnie the Pooh when he tries to go in for the honey and gets his fat ass stuck in the hole. <laughs> Well, I almost got my fat ass stuck in the hole, so... I wasn't going to call you fat ass. Well, I will. <laughs> That's not nice. You shouldn't say that about yourself. Oh. You're not fat. You just have uh, had the misfortune of living with me for 12 years and eating my cooking. That's not Marty your, got it in and out of there, no your problem. I couldn't get it in and out well, of Well, Marty's a, you know, a skinnier person. That's right. I'm He's fat. tall. <laughs> if you were as tall as Marty, you would be skinnier. Er. <laughs> <laughs> this has just gone off the rails. I know. Anyway... So I have I have rug burn on my elbow from doing this crawling. In she has rug burn on her knees for other reasons, but stop. <laughs> so, but we don't have rugs, so that's made me. So it's, that's I've been confused. Curious. We have a rug in our in our bedroom. Yeah. Never mind. I was gonna make a really bad joke, but oh, let's, let's move on from that. Don't be gross. <laughs> Hashtag John Ralphio. Anyway, um, so we. Went and bought a new battery. Nikki, thankfully, was able to uh, get everything loosened up, put the other battery in. Turns out the battery that I bought is a bit bigger than the other battery, so it's a much tighter squeeze. But we got it hooked up, and the car is working. Back in business, wheels turning on my old man car. (laughs) I think that's the first time I've ever actually changed a battery. Yeah. Like, I've always had somebody else do it for me or like, like I've either gone to an auto parts store and they've done it right. or, um, like my dad or like a friend helped me like probably Hanson or Keith or somebody helped me. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, shout out to Hanson. Sometimes he listens to this podcast. I don't know if he's caught up my downloads, you know, for as many people as I know in Minnesota, my Minnesota downloads are real low. Yeah. Yeah. They probably all blocked you on Facebook. So yeah, probably no one really likes me. <laughs> I have like 275 people on my Facebook, and I get like peak like nine likes on anything that I put on there. Yeah. So none of them follow you anymore because they're sick of you talking about how you hate Trump. I stopped that. Like, I know, but they don't know that now because they've already blocked you. Fuck them. I mean, they've all blocked me too. A lot of them have blocked me too. Fuck off. I've blocked a lot of them though too, so we're mutually blocked. It's fine. Mm. Anyway. (sighs) Anti-social media. (laughs) On that happy note... I'm going to avoid cursing anymore about uh, all the stuff that happened in Pittsburgh and the mail bombs and the Kroger shooting that no one is even talking about where yeah. a fucking white supremacist jack fuck uh, was going to go and try and shoot a bunch of people at a black church. But thankfully, they had tight security there and he couldn't get in. So he just settled for going to the Kroger and shooting people. That story didn't even make the news, really. So it's horrible. We're in a weird world. And yeah, I'm not even going to go there. So we're going to uh, wrap this part of the podcast up. This is the quote unquote cold open 
of Just Another White Guys podcast. I hope that you really enjoyed it. Appreciate my beautiful bride, the one and only Nikki Jones, joining at the top. I apologize for my gaseous belches. I apologize yeah. in advance. Well, you know. Or after, I guess, the fact, no. I can't apologize in advance. Wow. It already happened. Wow. God damn it. I <laughs> just shut up now. Can I'm going to go to sleep. Can you stop talking? I'm trying to finish I'm this. I'm just going to keep talking and make it more <laughs> more awful. Okay. I'm just going to talk more. <laughs> oh. All right. I'm really? Gonna, I'm going to turn my mic off now. <laughs> really? At this point? <laughs> at this point, I don't, I don't know what else to say. But uh, <laughs> this is just another White Guys podcast. Uh, let's go jogging. Bothered to listen to a podcast that I've done since you recorded yours. It hurts my feelings, um, sister. I'm sorry. But welcome, I'll listen to him tonight. But welcome back to episode 51. <laughs> this is episode. You're on official That's of the amazing. officially of the official officially numbered podcast. This is 51. There's also like the pre podcast. Wow. So I have one of I those. I was also on those. And then, um, th- then I've done like five episodes of the cocktail hour. So that's with your friend, right? Yeah. With my friend, Marty. Well, these two, okay. these two have been the two this season have been with Marty and then I've done some other oh, ones. Okay. So what kind of phone do you have? Uh, Samsung so Galaxy. Is it, so is that through like something? Google play or whatever? I have Google play. But I, I mean, I can get it on the pod. I have Podbean. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, I don't know if you noticed, but I just recently uh, put the podcast up on Google Podcasts as well as iTunes. So, so you can get it in all kinds Google of different Google Podcasts. Correct. Because I have, I have Google Play on my TV, which would be cool if I could get it up on that and then just listen to it. During yeah, the day, I would think you could probably do that. I don't really know that much about how the Google products work, but seems I mean, like you should be I able don't to. know, you know, how the the kids are, you know. Yeah, you should maybe they'll be fans. You probably shouldn't let kids listen to my podcast. Uh, they're tiny. I don't think they really probably even be paying attention to it unless uh, it was Disney music. So, well, you know, when I'm screaming f bombs, <laughs> they might take notice. Dang it. Where did you learn that? I don't say those words. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was, uh-huh. It's funny. In the okay. last in the last podcast that I recorded, uh, the last cocktail hour with Marty, uh, we were talking mm-hmm. about, about cursing and how I started. <laughs> like, I distinctly remember when I first started cursing. And I, yeah. started, I started cursing uh, after we moved to Albany. And I would go to okay. Pat, Pat Fancher's house. <laughs> shout yeah. out pat fancher podcast second podcast in a row shout out pat fancher what's up what's up pat <laughs> and uh he well, we would go over to his house and his parents were divorced right because we didn't really know yeah, divorced yeah, parents yeah. then like yeah i don't think in, i don't think any of the kids in my grade in mill city had divorced parents at that point 
No, I didn't. I didn't really know anything much about divorce until we moved up to Mill City and our parents got divorced. I always remember being kind of confused by it until then. <laughs> but so <laughs> when Pat's parents were divorced, and like I don't know sure. if it was like she wanted to be a, the cool mom or like whatever, but she was like, "You guys are allowed to swear as long as you're within the walls of the house. If you leave, you can't swear, sure. but if you're here, you can use you know use the words that." Uh, <laughs> So yeah, that's where I started swearing. So that was what, second grade, third grade. That's a long time. That's a long time ago now. So uh, I'm I'm proficient in the in the swears. That's that's what I've. Uh, oh yeah, I've I may been... not have as much time as you, but I've definitely <laughs> got enough play. And any, and anyone, I, yeah, I. And anyone that's put in oh, the time ahead. of listening to these podcasts <laughs> knows that. Uh, there's a healthy amount of swears. All you got to do is listen to the the cold open that Nikki and I just recorded, and uh, yeah, <laughs> was just like. What do you guys talk about? Anything good that we can uh, parlay into? Well, we just kind of recapped what we've been doing. Second phase conversation. We you just, just kind of uh, talked about what we've been up to the last week or so. We uh, went to a Pat, yeah. We went to a Pat and Oswalt comedy show. <gasps> How good was that? Patton's amazing. Um, one of my favorite, I mean, one of my favorite comedians ever, and uh, and then his his wife was one of Nikki's favorite, like cold case. Yeah, people, Michelle, right? Michelle she, McNamara. Yeah, um, I totally got Audible and listened to her book. Yeah, like I I purchased her book to listen to. Yep. After Nikki was telling me about it, I was like, I gotta listen to that. That's amazing. Yeah, and unfortunately, she died. Uh, I do know that. And then uh, Patton's remarried now, which is awesome. Found a uh, yeah. He's married to. Did you ever see the movie Newsies? I don't think so. Yeah. I know of it. I mean, I've heard of yeah, it. Yeah, I've never seen it either. But that's she was in that movie. But so anyway, um, I can't think of her name off the top of my head. Anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was awesome. Um, saw him at the uh, the Revention in downtown Tulsa. Uh, Tulsa, Jesus downtown houston uh yeah so that was a good time uh went and voted in the early voting here in texas uh yesterday that's awesome so we've uh we've got our vote in um it was i've got my my ballot oh go ahead oh sorry it was it was a little less awesome because uh my battery went out in my car while we were uh in in between getting there and trying to leave so yeah, that added to the day, but everyone that's everybody that's been listening this far has already heard this stuff, so I don't need to rehash it. But it's been, uh, <laughs> you know, one of those things. So yeah, we and, uh, uh, yeah, we got our votes yeah. In. Good. I have my ballot is halfway made out. I'm um, doing a little extra digging on a few of the measures that are laid out. Yeah, and uh, not quite ready to put my signature down yet on a couple of them. So. Uh, I'm going to give it a little more thought before I make that vote, but I definitely am in the process. I love the fact that, um, we get to vote at home in Oregon. We get to vote. We get to mail our ballots. I still take mine into the courthouse and drop it in the box. Uh, but that's mostly just for the free sticker that says I voted. So then I can put it on Facebook. That's the greatest part about voting (laughs) is that you get, see, I missed out. I missed out on posting my sticker picture. Because uh, my car yeah. battery was dead, and also I was yeah. about to shit my pants. Um, well, yeah. And, and so my car, my car wouldn't start, and I also um, had no way to get home. So it was a, it was a little <laughs> bit busy 
um, trying to yeah trying to arrange those sorts of things. Um, well, so, I'm stoked. I'm I'm stoked to put mine in in the box. So what? Uh, I'm just uh, like you, I said, you I guys like to got a little uh, more thought than that. You guys got a governor. What do you guys got going for voting this this time? We do. We've got uh, yes. We well, uh, Kate Brown and Newt Bueller. Newt Newt somebody. I don't know. His name is Newt. I have a really hard time trying to take him serious. I'm gonna go out on a limb and guess that Newt. Newt is the Republican. Yeah, you are correct, sir. Yeah, that's like yeah. that. Yes, and uh, and um, some city stuff too. So like you know, city councilors, city commissioners, right. um, some judges and whatnot. Yep. Uh, what I have noticed a lot of, which is is cool, and also makes me like really pause and think about our um. There's a like uh for Albany. City Council, uh, there's two women running. One of them is like the incumbent, so she's been there. She's like running again. Um, she's got a lot of experience. She's done a lot of things. But then there's sort of this other candidate that is new blood. She doesn't have a lot of experience, but um, she's got a lot of great ideas. And so it's kind of hard to, because in this in this country, the way that it is like kind of new blood is good blood right now, you know, like let's get some, let's get some fresh perspective in there and see, you know, what we can do. But then also there are those people that have been in it and working really hard towards certain goals. And, um, you know, they also sort of deserve, if they're doing a good job, they deserve to keep their job. So, um, you know, it's tough. It's tough being the decider. (laughs) Right. So, uh, again, it's a it's a great reason why I like voting in Oregon because we get to, like, if my friends and I sometimes we sit down and we'll go through some of our ballot and you know the stuff that is statewide stuff if we're, you know, in the same county or not, we right. can sit down and and look things over and have a discussion and um, so that's nice. I love so that. How is uh, the governor race looking? Is uh, looking like the the uh, Democrats going to win or what's the race looking like? I, I mean, I, I personally hope so. Uh, I think Kate Brown has done some good things. Um, and I think that she'll can. Yes. Okay. Uh, and I hope that I hope to see it through. Uh, so I don't have regular cable TV. Like I just have the antenna and I have like a couple OPV channels and then randomly the one other channel I get is Fox. Which is, you know, super exciting. Yeah, thanks. Um, But I'll I'll turn it on for, like, Good Day Oregon so I can listen to the the news in the morning and whatever. But, geez, the amount of, like, candidate bashing just back and forth all the time is ridiculous. So, um, yeah, that's annoying. Uh, So there's a lot of of cat fighting, but... Do you have a senator's race? Uh, yeah, yes, yes. And, uh, I'm voting for, um, the Senator that's already in there. Now I can't, now I'm all is it, like, is it Ron Wyden? I can't think it was damn. Yes. Yes. Okay. And I think he's doing a wonderful job. He's been doing a wonderful job and I'd like to keep him there. Yeah. Um, did you guys he's got, the, so you Oregon, know. Oregon always seems to have some sort of interesting ballot measures going on, like a statewide referendum on something. Is there anything interesting this year? You mean like weed? <laughs> well, anything like, like we got, marijuana. You know, um, uh, you know, 
there isn't anything that's like super duper exciting this year. Gotcha. I actually, actually was kind of disappointed when I was going through my ballot. I was like, oh, these are all like, you know, it's like there's more, more a couple of city things, right. but nothing, nothing too big, really. Um, unless I'm just totally missing it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is possible. Well, so. you're going to get your vote in. But, I, uh, of course, live in uh, Texas, so I'm voting in probably the Senate race with the most national attention. Of course, Definitely. Uh, oh, my gosh. I've been watching you guys. Beto, Beto O'Rourke. I like uh, him. I like to... him a lot. Can we just vote president for him? Because I like him. <laughs> well, I, I would <laughs> I've imagine, heard a couple of his speeches. I would imagine that he's gearing up to do that. I don't know if it'll be the yeah. next election cycle, but um, yeah, if he could, if he could somehow beat Ted Cruz, and it doesn't really look good for him to do that, it's going to probably end up being a lot closer um, than most really? Senate races. Yeah, I mean, Texas is just you know dyed in the wool red. You know, it's it's hard for a Democrat to to even contend uh, for senator. But I mean, I think that he has a chance to have it within you know three percent. Sure. Um, and it just, it's going to matter, you know, if he can, if he can get a bunch of young people to turn out, you know, yeah. in, in Houston yeah. and San Antonio and Dallas and Austin and El Paso uh-huh. and, and that sort of stuff. All the big, I mean, it, you know, you never know what can happen. It's all about, cause most True. of the polls that are looking at the race are, are polling likely voters and a candidate like Beto O'Rourke to win in a state like Texas, it's going to come from unlikely voters, people that maybe have not previously voted, people that, you know, may not answer uh, a pollster question, things like that. So sure, you I was, never know. I always think about that when, when I when I look at poll stats or whatever, yep. and I'm like, well, they didn't ask me. <laughs> you know, so I think about right. all of the people that are like me that aren't being asked, you know. So, I mean, yep. I know they – they use and here's the thing ways to here's do it, the but. thing every <laughs> single poll leading up to the presidential election two years ago said hillary clinton was going to win and they were wrong yeah so yep. you never know what can happen but that's because it comes from unlikely voters right so we'll, we'll see what <laughs> well, happens I'm, i don't know i don't know if you i mean you're probably not but there's a facebook page called pantsuit nation uh-huh have you heard of it I try to stay uh, out of Facebook groups as often as possible. <laughs> I'm not in a lot of them, but I that one, I think that one popped up. I think the whole pantsuit has to do with Hillary Clinton. Right. Uh, pantsuit, you know, like boobies and all that. Right. You know, that whole, the whole thing. So uh, it's pretty amazing. I mean, there's just so many people constantly posting about, you know, going to vote and it's all these young young voters which i didn't really see a lot of before you know and so it's nice that there's this like insurgence of um of young voters that are like hey this is important you know because it is it's freaking really important you know we're we're deciding and if we if if the voice doesn't stand up and say something then they're going to continue doing exactly what they're doing so and I thought yeah. it was very eye-opening. It was to me who I'm someone who I feel like I'm decently tapped into politics in this country. Um, uh-huh. to, the realization while I was watching the Kavanaugh hearings of sure. those old crusty motherfuckers and not just the Republicans, mo- more of the old, but right. like 
how old some of those fucking people are. And those are, you have right. you have dudes that and women that are almost fucking eighty years old. Those are the people that are making the decisions for this country. And right. someone that is seventy five or eighty years old has a completely different look on how to do things in this country versus someone who's yep. my age or your age or someone that's just graduated yep. from high school. So yep. people that want to have a voice in how the country is shaped have to be proactive and ha- it has to be made absolutely important to kids that, you know, this is important. Well, exactly. Because when you vote today, you're voting for the people to make the decisions for the next, two, four, six years. Yeah. So you have to look beyond today. Like I'm voting for this today. And when it comes on my TV and it tells me who wins, right. <laughs> or I look on the internet and it says, you know, my candidate or your candidate won. we have to look at, you know, this is for the next. So, so if I'm 18 today, you know, where am I going to be in four or five years? Yep. And who do I want making my decisions? Yep. You know, and I don't think that was stressed upon us as young adults. Yeah. I mean, I I know it was, it's important to vote. It's your civic duty to vote, you know, but it wasn't like we didn't sit down and go over ballot measures and talk about the differences. Like, you know, I mean, I think that should have been, you know, yeah, we talked about the government and how it sort of works. I think part of that is you and I, are part of the the I think probably the first generation of mm-hmm. students where classroom education was being rolled back where yeah uh, extra programs were being cut like like you talk about like when mom and dad were in school like they had home economics sure. and they had civics class and they had constitutional classes and they had mm-hmm. all these sorts of stuff where they were teaching you more than just the lesson plan out of the book so that you could pass a test and graduate. Now you and I didn't have the standardized testing to be able to graduate. They were, we were kind of in that middle spot where they had kind of gotten away from the way they had taught people in the late sixties and the seventies and the, in the early eighties and started uh-huh. shifting that back. They started rolling some of those programs back and then yep. moved into more of the standardized testing. We kind of fell in that little void there where, where we didn't have that, but they've taken away so many things beyond just what you get out of a book and a point by point lesson plan. Like you don't have those yeah. other classes. Like one of the classes that I took in coal strip, um, I can't mm-hmm. remember the guys, the history teacher, um, the guy that won teacher Davidson. of the year. Yeah. Mr. Davidson. Not uh-huh. only, not only did he teach us about like social study stuff, but like mm-hmm. he taught us how to do taxes he taught us how to balance yeah. a checkbook. Like he and yeah. that wasn't that wasn't in their lesson plan. He was like, This stuff is important. I'm going to teach you guys yeah. how to do this so that when you leave here, you have some of these skills. Yeah. You know, I Absolutely. didn't I didn't know how to do a ten forty, but because he showed me how to do it, the next year when I had my job at Town Pump, like and uh-huh. how to do my taxes, like I knew how to do my taxes because I took that class and he, he took it upon himself to teach us that. And which is why he won yep. teacher of the year, like two years in a row in Montana. <laughs> like he is, was a really good teacher. Which is insane to me that those, those are the people that are 
teaching our kids like those are the kind of teachers that we want you what sorry go ahead hello oh go ahead um uh you know those are the teachers that we need those are the teachers that we need teaching our kids those are the lessons we need being taught you know to be taught to our children but now we're in this like downhill spiral where there are people that don't even want to be teachers now. Right. You know, people are looking at it going, gosh, I really want to teach and I want to make this world a better place and this country better. But look at, you know, I mean, and I'm, I mean, teachers get paid crap for what they do yep. and what they put up with and what they, you know, they don't even get to teach what they really want to teach. They have to go, you know, by the government standards and things like that. Where, And then you start talking about each kid being different and um, each kid needing a different, maybe a different structure in how to learn. And like, why is, you know, uh, uh, the whole education system just bothers me. And I wish that we could fix it faster. That, but it's, it's such... It's such a mess. It's going to take so much work and yeah. so many years, you know. <laughs> and uh, we've we've had a couple of discussions on this podcast about uh, about teachers and education with uh, with my friend yeah. Donnie Hernison, who uh, oh is, yeah, he's one of those guys that wants to make a difference and like you know is in a system yeah. where fortunately he's in a school district where they have a lot of freedom. Um, up yeah, in, up that's in Hood awesome. River, but. You know, there's a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of places that don't have that freedom. So, well, well, and, and what's one one more thing? Just just yeah. a shout out to Donnie more than anything is that um, he not only gets to make a difference as a teacher, but he makes a huge difference as a coach. Yeah, and I think that's that's a big deal when you can do two di- like when you can not only be in the classroom, but you can be out with these kids, not in a structured setting, but in a sports like. That's a whole different ball game. Yeah. That's a whole different set of lessons that you get to teach these kids and I think that's cool. And so props to Johnny Hernison for that. <laughs> and I think and I think also that's a byproduct of the environment that we went to school in. You know, where oh, we absolutely. had where we had good teachers who were not only our teachers but also were involved with us uh in sports and other extracurricular activities. So, you know, sure. it's it's absolutely it that's it all it just goes to show you that it's all part of a cycle. Where like because yep. we were part of a good system that then led to we want to out, create a good tur- system. turning out you know adults that want to make differences and thankfully we Absolutely. have good people like Donnie Hernison that's that's a fantastic <laughs> teacher and you know I have a couple I have yep. a teach I have a I have a couple teachers I have a couple doctors like you know yeah. and we came from a tiny ass town I mean, yeah unfortunately, yeah and me too unfortunately unfortunately we have. Uh, people like me who uh host a crappy podcast <laughs> and like uh answer the phones at an oil company but um you know hey at least i am teaching tiny humans that's I mean, right they're you're making babies. A, you're i mean making i get a difference i get to do the abcs and the one two threes but damn it that's just as important <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i think so we're 20 some minutes into this podcast and yeah. we haven't even uh touched on uh, <laughs> the fact that the last time you were on this program um, you were about to have fucking cancer surgery. Um, so right? How the, crazy is that? The fact that you're here and in a good mood means one, you didn't die. Yeah. 
So that's that, you know, that which is like a huge deal. Shout that out, was like my number one. Shout out to not dying. Can I just yeah? Can I just throw this out there though? Can I just say? Yeah. Uh, so when we went in, when we went in that morning, they gave me a a shout out to Riverbend hospital in Springfield, Oregon. Uh, amazing. They are amazing. Awesome service all around. But when we got there, they gave me a little slip of paper, a little, little form that said, you know, this is the surgery. I'm, it was, it was for my, my, you know, care person, the person that was going to be taking care of me. Uh, and it said, you know, the surgery I'm having my doctor and, uh, this surgery should take about 1.5 hours. And mom goes, Oh, it's only going to be an hour and a half. And I looked at mom and I said, mom, remember the doctor saying that it was probably going to be like a three hour surgery. And she's like, well, yeah, um, but I mean, it says an hour and a half. I'm like, okay, I'm just saying, just remember (laughs) that, that I'm pretty sure I think in the back of my mind, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm thinking three hours. Right. Right. So we, and mom's like, no, it'll be great. Blah, blah, blah. So we go in and we're hanging out. They take, it, it did take them a long time to get my IV in. I will give them that like five different tries with three different people. Should've but they finally mom, got should've it. Should have called mom back. She could have done that. She was split. in there. She was in there. Oh my God. You should have seen her. She's like, <sighs> as soon as they walked out, she like grabbed a tourniquet, wrapped it around my arm. And she's like, they could get it right here. They could get it right here. <laughs> You know, and I'm like, for those, for those sorry, of you listening, for those uh, of you listening to this podcast that don't know, our mom is a phlebotomist. She's done blood draws kind of thing. like our entire lives practically. So not like, only that, but she was also an EMT. So like right. getting an IV in, in an emergency situation right. was kind of a thing in an emergency Uh-oh. situation. Uh, let and alone, it wasn't an emergency. Let alone just sitting there with your arm fine and just like, Hey, let me just do this. Like, yeah. Uh, so anyway, so um, anyway, I it was it was great, but when I woke up in recovery, I happened to be facing a clock. It was right, right like right in front of me, and I went I went back. I think my surgery was supposed to be at eleven, and I think I went I actually went back at noon. Yeah, and I woke up and I look at the clock, and it, it's like after four. Whoa, okay. And I'm like my like my first thought was oh please tell me somebody talked to my mother (laughs) she's gonna be a basket case and she's running around just let her know i'm good you know which of course they had already talked to her but that was my first thought was holy shit it's after four o'clock that's way past the 1.5 hour mark (laughs) so but (laughs) but but how long from the point your surgery was done to when you woke up probably not that long because they like to get you woke up pretty quick oh okay and i was I mean, this was like, uh, like they were waking me, you know, so I probably not long, maybe, okay. maybe a few minutes. Gotcha. So I was, I was in there for a good amount of time, <laughs> but luckily, I mean, I'm, I, I'm beyond blessed. Like I, I can't even explain how blessed I feel through this whole process, but, um, mom was there. Don was there. Uh, Aunt Bonnie was there. Even Andrew came down. I yep. mean, he, he was working like down South in Southern Oregon he drove home. He got home at like five o'clock in the morning, took like a two hour nap and turned around and drove back down to Eugene so he could be there for my surgery. And he was the first one there when I, when I, when they brought me into the second, the, the second recovery room where I was up and going. What so, I mean, I, you know, mom, mom had lots of support there, which is great. So she wasn't all by herself or anything, but 
still I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I love. Can <laughs> I just can, can I just say this about you? Like you had yeah. you had a major surgery for cancer. And you're more worried about whether or not mom had people there to support her than the people that were there to support you. I mean, it's true, though. Like, it's just, <laughs> you know, mom. <laughs> I know, but like, you know. But, know. You, yeah, I, just, I mean. You're just a wacko is what I'm trying to say. I, it's true. It's I'm nutty. But it's, I mean, I, I, I feel like a broken record, but like I keep right. wanting to say it, how... How incredibly blessed I've been through this whole thing. So let's so um, let's actually tell people, you know, what happened. So you, <laughs> you had your surgery. Okay. So what's so what, yeah. what what they do? What's the prognosis? What I mean, obviously from your mood, okay. from your mood, I'm guessing people have figured out that you know you're you're good. But you know, let's let's you know. This yeah, is a, I mean, this I, is feel, a medium, I feel this pretty is a great. medium by which you know we explain things <laughs> with our mouths. Sure, let me, I'm pretty good at that kind of stuff, so let me just <laughs> let you know. Uh, so, insert uh, insert, right along. insert um, joke about Heather being good with her <laughs> mouth here. Go ahead, dirty no. jokes are better. Um, uh, no, I'm going to let the so, audience, I'm going to let the audience fill in their own joke. I, you know, I've been making okay. jokes, I've been making Hashtag, jokes about you for like 30 years, so. It's true. Hashtag that, you know, whoever listens to this. <laughs> Hashtag something about whatever. Anyway. Okay. So, so, uh, I go in in the morning and, you know, like, I don't know what it is, but I don't, I don't get that nervous about things anymore. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I mean, I was like, I was, I was pretty chill about it. You know, I was like, all right, well, I mean, I was nervous. I was, there were some nerves, but it was like that whole, I don't want to die thing more than anything. But, um, cause I knew I was in good hands Uh this doctor. I had I had full confidence in her. Um, the only, the only thing that happened uh, was she did come in and ask about the ovaries. So how this process works is once you have been found to have precancerous cells in your uterus, uh, the, the idea is take it out right. and then they'll decide where it's at at that point. So, <laughs> but um, if it was still in the precancerous phase, there was the option to keep my ovaries. Now, a normal person with healthy ovaries, sure, absolutely, no brainer, keep your ovaries. Me, I've got polycystic ovarian syndrome, so my ovaries have never worked right from the beginning. So that was like my question: Do I keep them? Do I not keep them? Right. You know, it's like eh. at the last minute. I mean, I had talked one of my friends, my friend Crystal, her friend who's an amazing uh, OBGYN in Staten she called me and, you know, she was chatting with me and she kind of gave me the idea that, you know, it's probably better if I do keep them, whatever. So, so I decided at the last minute, I'm like, okay, if I can keep them, let's keep them. Now in the back of my mind, I was pretty sure that I, that, that they were going to have to take them anyway. Yeah. Um, but, but I threw that out there at the last minute. I'm like, okay, if I can keep them, let's keep them. So, um, they get me ready and it's so crazy because they didn't give me anything. They didn't give me any medication before I went in. So like I'm being like rolled into the operating room, like totally awake, you know, and it's, and it, and, and that's, that's when it kind of like got real, you know? And I, I laid down and she was like, okay, I'm going to give you some oxygen. Just take some deep breaths. I was doing that. 
And then um, he said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, give you your medication. And, and by the way, again, shout out to Riverbend. All, I got wheeled in there. They were like, this is so-and-so. I felt like it was the Mickey Mouse Club. It's like, this is Sarah, and this is Judy, <laughs> and this is this person. And I'm like, hey, guys, you know, like, this is great. And, again, I wasn't on any drugs yet. So I was like, okay, all right, I feel comfy here. Not even the drugs that you're so, usually on. <laughs> hey, ah. now. This is a family program, isn't it? Oh no, it's not. I mean, you, okay. You so, live in you live in Oregon. Everyone's <laughs> making an assumption anyway. It's true. It, I do live in it's Oregon. A state, and, uh, it's a state full of trees of many color. It's true. <laughs> lots of lots of color and different names. Right. Um. Anyway, so uh, so I get in there and and they finally like start telling me, okay, we're gonna we're gonna give you the medication and and I'm laying there. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is it. Like, here we go. Uh, you know, when I wake up all of like, I'll be a different person. Like all of this is gone. I, you know, I'm, I, I, I mean, like clearly I already knew at that point that like, I wasn't going to be able to have kids, but you know, it's still that like, like, like the point of no return, (laughs) you know, like clearly I'd passed that a long time ago, but still it's like, here it is. This is, this is the end of it. And, uh, I laid there for a second and I started to feel myself get emotional. Like I was going to start crying. I could feel one tear, like not scroll down my face, but just like well up in my eye. Right. And I closed my eyes for a second just to like, okay, hold yourself together. Don't start bawling in front of these people before you like right before they put you under. And I, I tried to open my eyes <laughs> and I like, like my eyes were all like, I could barely open them. And I'm like, oh, oh okay, we're doing this now. All right. <laughs> and then I was out. <laughs> so it was just, uh, I just closed my eyes for a second just to like collect my thoughts. And when I tried to open them, I had a really hard time with it. And I was like, okay, well, I'm well, here we go. And so I was out. And then again, like I said, I woke up and it was after four o'clock and I was like, someone please talk to my mother. (laughs) So I have a question for you. But, um, yeah, yeah. While you were under, did you have any dreams that Mm -hmm. you can remember? I don't, not a one thing. And I, and I'm that kind of person. Like I want to know, I want to remember stuff, you know? So I'm like, nope, no. When I came out, it was, it was, it was quick and done and over with. And, um, so what they do is they take, the uterus they take so and i have five incisions up on the top of my stomach um and and basically did they just do it laparoscopically yep it's laparoscopically but it's also done with robotic assisted tools okay so my doctor is not actually like at my body she's off a little ways right at a little kiosky thing where she does all of the, I, I don't know it's crazy cool um I've watched it on on YouTube Well I hope I'm not having um, surgery when the robots decide to take over and they got one arm inside <laughs> of me and then he just like oh we're done here and just like rips out my spinal yeah. column Oh Yeah it's uh it's a little crazy thinking about it but it it was it was uh you know I mean seriously like not very much pain although I was on a lot of pain medicine but right. um I mean, it was extremely manageable and I was able to come off my pain medicine pretty quickly and deal with ibuprofen. Um, you know, the first, the first week of course was the most tender, um, and painful, but, but really, I mean, I, I 
couldn't have asked for like a better situation. I felt pretty good. Um, yeah. So what they did was they took the uterus out, they went and they took it to pathology and they found a five centimeter tumor, uh, inside my uterus. Wow. And, but it hadn't completely embedded itself into like the tissue right. of my uterus. So, um, which is great because once it starts to do that, then it starts to spread even more. Right. Uh, and then it can spread to the it outside. It would have so metastasized, be- or, right? Is that what they call it? it? Yeah. Yep. And, and, uh, but it didn't. It was fully contained inside, uh, hadn't spread anywhere else. But because it was full blown stage one, uh, they did have to take. Uh, my ovaries and my fallopian tubes. So they took everything. Um, But honestly, like, I know people are like, oh, you're going to go into early menopause because they don't do hormone therapy. You remember when mom had hers? Yeah. And she was on like a hormone patch forever. Yep. Um, Which, of course, she's not anymore because she's past that point. But um, (laughs) but yeah, I don't I don't Nothing have like to just do blown that. Out, just, just blowing out mom's uh, life here. Just, it's totally fine. No worries. <laughs> she's, she's old now. She doesn't need any more patches. <laughs> she probably didn't need the patches to begin with, but well, whatever. Hey now. <laughs> so they don't, they don't I do love you, mom. They don't do the hormones. I don't think she listens to this shit. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> um... No, they don't do the hormone therapy anymore. Uh, So the only thing that I will be a little bit concerned about is the idea of going through menopause. But again, again, my ovaries never really worked right to begin with. So I don't know how much of a change there's going to be. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. So I'm... uh, I'm interested to see. I haven't really felt anything um, bad. I definitely have more energy. I definitely feel like mentally I feel more clear, Yeah, which is weird. Um, and uh, I'm not as tired. I think I said that already. And um, well, you don't have cancer growing inside of you. <laughs> <laughs> there's that part that's probably, too, which still that's probably blows my imp- mind. That's probably like an important part of you having better energy and feeling better. <laughs> right. Cause then my I body's mean, not growing cancer I'm, anymore. I mean, I mean, I'm not an oncologist or anything, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that that is probably helpful. <laughs> I have been, probably. I have been, wa- I have been watching a lot of ER lately. Oh yeah. ER's that's some good all- stuff. All the episodes ever of ER on the Hulu right now. Wow! See, now I'm still in. I'm still in back episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Nice. I'm yeah, up to. Uh, so, I'm I'm up to season nine in ER. Which is what's happening? Uh, so doctor Doctor Green just died at the end of season oh. eight. That was super fun. I'd watch that. Um, what day did I watch that? last tuesday i don't know one day last week um and like (laughs) cried for like two hours straight (laughs) because like like they and they talk so like i cried during the last episode when he's at er 
And then I yeah. cry during the episode where they send a letter to the <laughs> ER where it says that he died. And then there's a whole oh, like 45-minute episode of like the last days where he's alive. And then he dies at the end. And they play the oh, uh, they play the the ukulele version of Over the Rainbow, and yeah, just full on oh heave, my god, full on heave cry for like ten minutes. <laughs> just uh, I've had a couple of those moments, and again, it's probably just you know resettling of hormones. But again, I don't like they they keep they they said that a lot that you know you you might have mood swings right. and all this stuff. And I, I, I don't, not really, but there are definitely things where like when I came home from California, cause I went down and spent two weeks with my friend down in California, yep. um, <clears throat> which in and of itself is emotional because I've spent, he, we've been friends for seven years. He has uh, severe epilepsy and um, I've spent the last three years pretty much like hanging out, helping him, you know, making dinner, but, but we just were really close friends. Um, and when, when you, when someone, you know, has a, a disease like that, it's not a disease, but a condition like that where it's ever changing, yeah. um, because, because there's, there's no cure. There's no real help for him other than like taking his medication to hope he doesn't have more seizures. Cause it's the seizures that are, are killing his brain um it's hard to to you know be there every day and then not be there for months um because there's just like this progression that you know maybe you don't notice anymore because you're not right next to them every day so uh so that that was kind of that was kind of tough he was a little bit confused as to why I was there. I'm like, you invited me like every day for like two months, you and your mom were like, come down here. And then he was like, like for the first couple of days, it was kind of weird. Right. And I finally, like we were sitting out on the patio and I was like, dude, what is your problem? Which of course I already know, but you know, I'm like, what, what's your deal, pal? And he's like, I'm just kind of confused. (laughs) I'm like, okay, well, let's move past that part because, you know, I'm here. We're good. Everything's fine. (laughs) So, uh, but he doesn't remember most of the first week that I was there, but he remembers the second week, I think. So man, that's tough. it was, uh, it was, it, it is, it's, it's hard to see and it's hard not being there. Um, but at the same time, like, he for him it's a better place for him to be yeah it's a safer place it's uh there's more um he's closer to uc davis which has some pretty wonderful um you know doctors that have to do with epilepsy and uh they do a lot of research down there and so hopefully that's going to help plus he's got family there and so it's really it's good it's a good thing but i came home and i was like "Ah, i miss my friend (laughs) you know i'm like it was just and he has a bad memory and so he forgets everything um so it's hard you know, it's hard being here at home where we have all of our memories, you know, but he doesn't remember most of them. Yeah. So, so that, that made me a little bit emotional. Um, and I told him, I texted him, I was like, I started crying. I can't stop crying. (laughs) He's like, you're fine. You're fine. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, fine. I'm fine. (laughs) Uh, 
Well, but so overall, but yeah. so overall prognosis good. Overall prognosis is great. Yeah, uh, I mean they got it all. It was all like I said, it was all contained in my uterus, so it was nowhere else. Um, so and the the cause of the cancer was my uterus itself, so okay. that's gone. Um, so yeah, I have to go back um, six months and then another six months and then every year for five years just to get checked out and make sure that everything's good. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I'm, I still can't believe it even happened. Like right. I'm still, it still blows my mind that it's almost November because this last few months is just like a big giant blur. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, blows my mind that, that, that it's even, that it even happened. And not like, to um, a, not to equate like what happened with you and, and like a situation, like basically, just in terms of everything being a blur, it's kind of like when I found out sure. that we were being transferred from Oklahoma to, to Texas and like they told us sure. in January, but we weren't moving until July. And so like, there's that whole yeah. like six months where everything just like, doesn't seem like none of that seemed real at the time. And then you're just like, Oh yeah. God, yeah. in Texas. Not that, not that moving right. to Texas is like no, having no, no. your uterus removed <laughs> or anything, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like it just, but I get it. I get have, it. It's that same. When you find out some news, changing situation. Yeah. yeah. When you find out some news and then you have a long space of time before the event. Sure. Happens, like it's just, you know, that it's all weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was definitely a, definitely a whirlwind situation but but i feel great i feel great and all of the issues that i had before are gone now awesome. <laughs> you know so you know i'm feeling all like you know time pretty to, fancy time to hop aboard the positive positivity train and keep it rolling forward right sister it, yeah and i um i'm gonna start dating now so Woo-hoo. i'm excited about that Awesome. Well, because you know that was not really something you wanted to talk about on a first date. But... Right. Exactly. Hey, uh, I'm having a really, I'm having a really good time at this dinner that we're having. Um, by the way, I'm about to have a radical hysterectomy because I have cancer. Right. Just FYI. Hashtag. Hashtag. You're welcome. <laughs> hashtag gross. So let me let me get this little. I'm gonna get the mushy part out of the way here, and then we'll close up with some fun stuff. So. Obviously, okay. we all love you, and we're very excited that things are are looking up for you, and we're uh, completely stoked that uh, you're on the mend and feeling good, and we love you very much. And well, I love you guys too, and thank you so much for your support. Obviously, if you need anything, ask Andrew or your mom. I don't really want to do anything for you because <laughs> I'm an asshole. But... Oh man, we should have <laughs> talked about the haunted house that Andrew and I went to. Oh, we oh. should. So yeah. Do you, Nikki went to you have like five you, minutes. No, you, what you need to do is call Nikki, and you guys can talk about oh. haunted houses. Because she went to a she went to a haunted house on Saturday, and you guys can have. Can I just can I just say I got picked up and put what? in a box. What? I I me I got. I know all you people out there in Radio Land can't see me. Was but it like a world? Say, was a was did they hire world's strongest man to be in a costume there? Right. Seriously, seriously, he gets up, he like gets in my face and he's like, okay, honey, we can do this the hard way or the fun way. And I'm looking at the box and looking at him like, I'm not sure which one you think is hard or fun, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, I'm, which one do you want to do? Cause I feel like <laughs> the best one, the best I can't. one. 
The I best can't get been, in that box by myself. The best would have been the best would have been if you would have said, "No, make sure you lift with your legs and not your back." <laughs> <laughs> Bend those knees, baby. Let's do this. Oh my god! Seriously, I tried to walk away too. I was like, "I'm gonna give you an out." You know, like, are you sure you did? You mean to pick me? I mean, I know it's dark in here, but <laughs> I'm short. There's a lot of me, <laughs> you know? And uh, he's like, no, no, honey. And he freaking, he did. He like squat down, grabbed me around the midsection, which probably not real great six weeks post-op from uh, hysterectomy. But, well, I mean, you only really live once, right? So <laughs> he literally like put me in a box. I was like, I can't, I can't believe that just happened, but I want to take him home with me. <laughs> hey, can you come home with me and lift me up around in different other places? I feel up. like you got skills, buddy. You got <laughs> skills. <laughs> so that's actually a perfect. That's actually a perfect transition because um, we've been doing a, a a bit here on the podcast where yeah we uh, ask guests who is on their list, and you're aware of what the list is, right? Now you're of course yeah you're, you're single, so you don't need to give a list to anyone. You could fuck anyone who came in your path if you wanted exactly. to exactly but I get to pick whoever i want but if you had oh, come on. a significant other oh come on with which yeah. you had to provide a list to sure we're gonna talk about come that on, you know who would be because, at the top of my no, list wait 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 wait. you gotta let me get okay, in my bit here ahead. it's all right it's all right time go. it's time for heather's list <laughs> all right sister what oh, is come on you your list you don't know well, I, you don't I mean, know. You don't know who's on my list. Probably Come not on. anymore. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? Right. Okay. I'm with you. That's your number. I, that's your I number can. one. Oh my god! Yeah. That and and Vin Diesel, and it's Ugh. not the muscles. It's Ugh. the voice. Okay. It's the voice. It's the voice. It's that like gravelly. Like I don't know. I just so you watch me every time. You watch those movies <laughs> and watch them fight each other. What movies? Do you don't you, are you not aware? No. You're not aware of the Fast and the Furious movie where they fight each other? No, I'm not. Do I I'll yeah. See I've I've watched the first one. I just I just like the way they look. I and and that voice. That's what I'm saying right. like um the first Fast and the Furious definitely. That like when he was when Vin Diesel was still fairly yeah, but like, new. But like Fast 5, there's a rock versus uh Vin Diesel fight scene Shut up. where they're like, you know, all Seriously? sweaty and touching each other and stuff. Oh, okay. I'm going to get on Google play and download it. <laughs> okay. So those, those are you two. Are, do you, do, I guess you that's... do you follow, do you follow the rock on Instagram? No, what? I I don't follow anybody. You should, if you I'm don't, busy, I mean, I barely follow myself in real life. So <laughs> I'm just saying if you need material for your list, I mean, Dwayne, Dwayne's a hell of a follow. I mean, he's he's always putting his beast mode workouts and shit on there. He's all like, well, see, I have a friend on, I have a, I have a friend on Facebook uh, that is always posting stuff about the Rock. So I mean, I get gotcha. it secondhand. All right. So that's your that's your first two. Do you got do you got to round out a top five? That's usually what we go for as a top five. Oh my gosh, we go for a top five. Jeez, man. Okay. Um, I. Oh. All of them. All of them. <laughs> they're they're all you know at this point. I'm I'm wide open. So <laughs> I'll just 
I'll just take a handful, just scoop them up. <laughs> And just bring them to me. I'll, I'll just take them. It's fine. Just, Even the scragglers. Just, just point to five you people on people's 50 beautiful list, and that's fine. Sure. And they don't even have to be that beautiful. Like, <laughs> like I bet, I bet, uh, I bet, um, oh, Jesus. Oh, I can't think of his damn name now. Nacho Libre, that guy. Jack Black? Why can't I think of his name? Yeah, I bet he's fun. <laughs> I mean, you know. It could be interesting. <laughs> it doesn't have to be hot. I'm just saying. That's definitely, it could be a good time. That's definitely a first on the podcast, sister. So well done. <laughs> I'm just saying. It could be fun. You know, uh, there's a time for laughs, and I'm sure I'd be giggling the whole time. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, sister. Okay, so the other thing, the other thing that I've wanted to do recently is, um, you you watch? Did you ever watch Inside the Actor Studio? Yeah. So you know how they do that questionnaire at the end. I really like that questionnaire, and so I'm going to steal it sure. and ask you. Some I thought of these that's questions. what this was. No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> No, the guy on the actor studio never said, "Hey, who's your top? Who's the top five people that you would like to have sex with if your partner would allow you to?" No, I mean, it would be funny though. So let's. Oh, ask- you know, you know. Okay, wait, one okay. more, one more for my list. Okay, that guy Denny, who, who I, I think he's in The Walking Dead now. I don't watch that show, so I don't really know. But the uh, the guy who played Denny in Grey's Anatomy, do you remember him? I never have watched an episode of Grey's Anatomy in my life. Damn it. Well, look it up. He's the guy. He's I think he's the Walking Dead guy. Super, super handsome with the fucking dimples. Anyway, okay. Rick. I don't know. Oh. I don't watch the show. I just know that he's famous. Uh, Denny. I'll. Gray's <laughs> Anatomy. Denny. Denny Duquette. Je- oh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Maybe, yeah, 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 that guy, yeah, whoever okay. he is. All right, that's, yeah. that's uh, yeah. There you go. It's definitely so, no. a type. I mean, he definitely kind of goes. Okay, so your question. James Lipton does not ask his top five list, but he does ask the <laughs> Pivot questionnaire, uh, originally from uh, uh, French host Bernard Pivot, and uh, <laughs> asked all the time on Inside the Actor Studio. It's ten questions, pretty quick. Here we go. Heather, oh, what is your favorite word? Oh, we did this before. Did we? And my favorite, yeah, we did this on like one the Christmas podcast we did. Oh, did we? Okay. Okay. Yeah, and it's still the same one, I think. Uh, Kiroskuro. <laughs> and I say it wrong every time. <laughs> it's a good word. What's your least favorite word? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Uh retarded maybe i don't know (laughs) (laughs) what turns you on creatively spiritually or emotionally oh nature nature anything about nature the ocean rain the mountains being outside in the wind i don't all of it what turns you off hate speech people that are fucking mean what is your favorite curse word Well, fuck, of course, because it's just so damn good. I mean, it just gets to the point. Exactly. What uh, sound or noise do you love? 
sound or noise. Oh, any again, nature. So rain, rain on a tin roof, the wind, thunder and lightning, all all the good stuff. Nature what, for sure. What sound or noise do you hate? Oh man, uh, you know that like you know that sound that styrofoam makes. Yeah, that's annoying as hell. Or a ticking clock. When you're trying to sleep, like a loud ticking clock when you're trying to sleep. There you go. What profession that other than what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? <laughs> I'm gonna be a superhero. Not that's not real. <laughs> I you can could be. you can be a hero, and um, you you can be a hero to those kids of yours every day. That's true. Oh, so true. Yeah. Uh yeah. I would like to be a brain doctor. I'd like to be one of those super smart people that does all the research that figures out cancer so we can figure out stuff. That's good. What profession would you not like to do? Um, anything that has to do with human feces. <laughs> and finally, <laughs> and finally, sister, okay. if heaven exists... What would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, I mean, I could go funny here, but I'm going to go serious because if heaven does exist and I go there and God's like, what's up, Jones? It's nice to see you. I told would you, hope that told, he'd be. I told you I was real, you fucker. <laughs> I know. And I'd be like, okay, but even though. I maybe didn't believe in you all the time. I definitely still tried to be a good human being and be kind to people and still follow most of the same rules that were laid out. Gotcha. So, so what would and you like I would to... want him to be like, I'd like him to say, good job. That's what you did. Awesome. Well, sister, thank you so much for being on the podcast again. <laughs> you course. crushed it. Bringing, <laughs> bringing knowledge about politics and voting in oregon <laughs> teaching talking to us about your surgery and letting us know that you're okay Hell yeah giving us your list yep. put being the very first and probably <laughs> the only person that will put jack black on their list in the forever of this podcast <laughs> and answering 10 questions that i stole from another show which stole it from another show <laughs> very appreciative of you <laughs> So thank you very much for taking the time to be on the show. We will. I don't yeah. know. If we'll, I don't know if we'll do this again beforehand, but we will definitely do a podcast live together at Christmas time at Christmas. in yeah, Oregon. That's only two months away. So we'll look, forward, away. we'll look forward to that. If uh, anyone wants to follow Hell you yeah. on social media, or better yet, if anyone wants to uh, <laughs> kick you some cash so that uh, you can help you through with all of your medical stuff and buy some lip balm or something like that, yeah. how, how can they get that from you? They just got to email me or find me on Facebook. Heather Jones is really kind of hard to find, but I am also, uh, you can find me through Oregon Girl by Nature. Uh, that's that's uh, I do have a Facebook page for that, and you can hit me up on there, uh, or you can email me at OregonGirlByNature at gmail dot com. 
All right, sister. Thank you very much for the time. That's it for this week's episode yeah. of Just Another White Guys Podcast. Thank you very much for listening, and please make sure that you share and pass this podcast around to your friends or your enemies. Either one is fine. And remember, listen closely because there's a new little tag at the end of the episode. You might find interesting. It's a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. That's it for this week. I got to go watch hockey and have some more beer. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. I'm Dustin Jones. Always protect the five hole. Hey, Ty, who's your favorite person? Only Dustin. Fucking Ryan. Too much. Oh, it hurt. Oh, too much. Too much. Oh, it's too big. It was too much.